listening to the IDP guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. All right, so last week was uh, a sober podcast for me, but now I got four tall boys sitting next to me, and uh, let's get this shit going. How are you guys doing today? Woo-wee. <laughs> doing good. How's it going? And we got Sean back this week. Sean, nice to have you back. How's it going? Uh, it's good to be back. I'm doing all right. I'm looking pretty good in a couple of my leagues. Gonna have a couple of shots at championships. I think I got uh, four championships opportunities out of nine um missed the playoffs in two leagues this year wasn't too happy about that that doesn't i don't do that very often but uh but yeah it was uh the dlp league man that was rough Mm, yeah well i mean (laughs) uh, if if you go back and look at the team you drafted i mean this this year has been ridiculous with uh injuries and all the other nonsense yeah the injuries didn't help and you know it's just like when you're playing in that many leagues like you're going to have some leagues where you just get unlucky and you know, you, you have a lot of points, but the matchups don't fall your way. And then you're going to have some leagues. Like I'm in a, I'm in a league where I'm making the championship. And honestly, I don't know how, like <laughs> I lost uh, Delvin cook and Odell in the first couple of weeks and some somehow still limped into the championship. So, you know, you win some, you lose some there and it's just the way it goes. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Well, so we're the IDP guys, and this is episode 22. Um, John, what about your week? How, how'd you do? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. If uh, things hold up tonight, probably going to be in the title game for the All-IDP League. Um, got lucky in one other league. I, I got uh, Robbie Gold and Gawawawold and uh, Minnesota. Uh, both of them combined to put up over 50 points for me in this league that uh, should get me to the championship game. So uh, I just got really I lucky. I wonder your pro kicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, if, if I were your opponent, that like this would be the staple of why you don't use kickers. I would just call such horseshit on that. Oh, I'd... Robbie Gold puts up 20 points. He's like, now get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here. It was like 25 points. Yeah, it was some bullshit. Jesus Christ. That, that and this guy forgot to take out three guys that were injured. And I progressively, as the day went through, kept taking the best three guys in that position and <laughs> loading them onto my team, throwing them into waivers, four o'clock games, load them onto my team, throw them into waivers, night game. And I did the same thing for today. So I've just been blocking mode. On this guy for the last day and a half, so I am I am shiesty fuck. Yeah, I am a shiesty asshole. But if that gets me to the championship game, fuck it. Why not, right? Yeah, well, it's it's like what I did last week, where uh, I picked up uh, Bortles and uh, Keenum Keenum to keep my opponent uh, away from them. Who he had uh, kept uh, Carson Wentz. So he needed a quarterback, but it didn't really end up mattering because uh, he picked up Garoppolo and he had a pretty good game. Garoppolo had a good game, so yeah. uh, not much I could do there. But I did beat him. Um, well, we'll see. He doesn't have anyone else going, and I've got Devontae Freeman and a 40-point lead. So unless Devontae Freedom put, Freeman puts up negative uh, 40 points today, I think I've won. Um, you don't know. You never, never know, know what happens. Yeah, right. it's, there's a chance. Yahoo says I've only got a 99 percent probability. 
So there's a chance that I could lose. (laughs) But other than that, um, I'm out of the DLP uh, leagues. I lost um, in pretty humiliating fashion. Uh, I had (laughs) Leonard Fournette in my lineup and did not see anything saying that he wasn't good to go. Oh, Jesus, uh, man. Didn't pull him. But I lost by like 40 points. So I don't know what he could have done to help me. Um, Samaj P. Ryan did not come come through for me this week. That's for sure. It, and you need just, and you need a miracle game from Brent Grimes too tonight. Yeah, yeah. So the All IDP League, um, I am down 15 points, and I've got Brent Grimes left to go, which is he's doable. got nobody else though. He's got no, no one else. No one else. You yeah. Get- you could get a pick six. Yeah, that's 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 the hope. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even have to be a pick six. Uh they their uh return yards are out of this world. So Yeah. Um but what sucks is I had Darius Slay on my bench. Mm. And he's he's oh, no. thirty five points right there. Yeah. Just sitting there, so right. But uh well gentlemen, uh it I think I'm I'm hearing hearing the fantasy angels. Are they are they? Here they come. Yeah. Here they come. There's no angels for either of you this time around. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can you your face, but you're not getting shit for me. Time to come to Jesus. So uh, any new or uh, listeners that haven't heard this in a while, uh, this is our... This is us, uh, you know, going over our advice from last week, and uh, depending on how good or bad it was, we get sent to fantasy heaven or fantasy hell. Uh, me and Nate had advice last week, so Sean is going to be the preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go, Nate? Or? No, Johnny, you go first. Okay, all right. I went first last week. All righty, Sean. So I, uh, I submit this to the fantasy preacher. My two bad last week were Buddha Baker, who. Um, Man, that one hurt. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. He he's he's kind of been up and down since he came in and took over Tyvon Branch's spot, but uh, he really let us down this week. Uh, one solo tackle, one assist. Not uh, not ideal for uh, semifinals week in fantasy football championships. I'm gonna uh, let you off the hook on that one specifically, just because I'm gonna take a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 I, I was, I was on board, man. The hype train was uh, full steam ahead. <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's such a good player, man. I really liked him in college. He's, I'm not gonna fault you for that one. Yeah. Everyone else can fault you, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a huge week next week too. That seems to be kind of his mo so far. Um, and the other one was Michael Brockers, the, the defensive tackle out of the Rams, who was basically the only guy on the Rams defensive line that wasn't fucking up Russell Wilson's shit all day. Um, he made it out with one assisted tackle and half a sack uh, when they sacked Wilson like seven or eight times. So I don't know what happened with that either. But those were the uh, the two bad. Uh, the three good were I recommended Preston Brown, Buffalo linebacker last week. Uh, he had seven solo tackles, three assists, one tackle for loss. Uh, also recommended uh, Vinny Williams to take some of Shazier's production there, uh, Pittsburgh linebacker. He had uh, three solo tackles, one pass defense, and a pick with, uh, I think it was 20 or 30 turnover yards, uh, which is decent, but, you know, it, it, it was all right. It, especially if you have picks that are usually in IDP leagues, they're worth more than tackles and assisted tackles. In uh, the wild card kind I recommended was Desmond King. He's a combination corner safety out of the Chargers that's not even listed in their starting lineup and is constantly being projected at zero by Yahoo. But uh, 
has led the team in tackles three out of the last four weeks. Uh, and he had five solo, one assist this week. Um, so those are the three good. And uh, also, just for the record, Olivier Vernon, Tredavious White, and Kevin Biard all had huge games, and they were all recommended as well. So I submit that to the Fantasy Preacher. I'd probably let you off the hook most times, but we haven't done this in a while and I kind of just want someone to go to hell. So <laughs> sorry, dude. No problem. <laughs> All right, Nate, what do you got? All right. So uh, we'll start off with the bad. Um, so the first one is I had Josh Gordon. Um, I thought, you know, that he was going to keep on doing well. Um, he had five for 47 yards against the Ravens D and, um, which is it's not good, especially after last uh, the week before where he was three for 69 in a touchdown. Um, you know, that's bad, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick by it. I think next week uh, or this coming week when they play the Bears, he's going to get back to form and um, could be a good flex option for uh, fantasy playoffs. Um Playoffs? Playoffs? (laughs) And then uh, the number, the second bad was uh, P. Ryan. Um, Samaje P. Ryan against the Cardinals. Uh, He had 14 carries for 37 yards, which isn't good. Um, He he definitely let me down. No, it's not. No, no. If you had listened to me about P. Ryan this entire time, you would know he's not good. But uh, yeah, uh, but I didn't have any better options for myself. But as far as what everyone else uh, was doing out there, um, yeah, that's my bad. Um, so then on to the good. Uh, I recommended that I thought Devontae Adams was going to stick with it and uh, be a good option, even with the uh, change up in quarterback. Um, He's pretty much always been good, but then he didn't really drop out of, um, you know, uh, being relevant like Jordy Nelson did when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down. So, uh, you know, I figured he's going to come back and do just as well. And for five receptions, 57 yards, and one touchdown before he got injured, and, man, that was early, like, second quarter? Something like that? Either of you guys? Yeah. I got to worry about his long-term health, to be Mm. honest. I don't know. Yeah, uh, second concussion in, like, two months. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not not just regular concussion, just, like, knocked out cold. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's bad. If I have him in Dynasty, I'm a little worried. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, well, he, but he had a good game. He yeah. had a good game, yeah. and I had said that he could have a good game, and he would have done a hell of a lot more if he wasn't injured. So uh, he could have been even better. Um, the other one, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Um, I had you, you really went out on a limb with that one. Huh? Yeah, I know it was, <laughs> it was a great limb, <laughs> um, but it you know I said he'd be back, and he'd you know pick up where. He left off and nine for 168 yards. I mean, Gronkowski, it's if you got him, you start him. Um, I don't even, is he like the number one tight end or yeah, him or Ingram? Ertz, Kelsey, and then Gronk, I believe, is where it's at right now. Gotcha. Yeah, Ertz missed a game or two, though. So I, I think, well, you know what? Gronk missed one, so it too. Might be Kelsey, so, yeah, Ertz, yeah. then Gronk. Yeah, but it's those three. I'm pretty yeah. sure those are the top three, though. Yeah, right. 
Um, and then the one I did go out on a limb with, uh, Marquise Goodwin, San Francisco, mm. uh, 10 for 114 yards. And uh, he's in chemistry with the with Garoppolo. Um, so that that turned out if you played him as a flex guy, you were you're happy. Could have gotten a touchdown, but that's still uh, 20, 20 something points in PPR. Yeah. So uh, I submit that to the fantasy preacher. Uh, the Josh Gordon one, honestly, like that's that's really not a bad game at all. You got a ton of targets, and realistically, if like you didn't draft Josh Gordon to be your number one wide receiver, you know, if you mm-hmm. have Josh Gordon, he was either a waiver wire pickup or a late round flyer. Nobody expected him to be their or drafted him as their wide receiver one you know so right. realistically that kind of production out of your flex or your wide receiver three you're fine with that so i don't have any issue with that but you can go straight to fucking hell for recommending p rhyme yeah and uh jimmy smith's was out that game too i was kind of expecting a little more out of gordon but kaiser's not you know the most accurate dude in the world either so mm. no and he's gonna be boomer bust because they're just chucking him the ball as much as he can and basically depending on which ones he catches and which ones he doesn't that's gonna be what you get out of him you know as opposed to guys that are a little more consistent in their targets and like their depth of target and stuff yeah good stuff so uh the theme of this week's um show is going to be not so much waiver wire stuff because quite frankly that shit's done with we're in championship week of fantasy playoffs you've got who you've got you're going to roll with who's gotten you there all year so what we're going to really try and focus on is who you should be starting this week uh who are the guys that have the best matchups they're going to give you the best opportunity to win those championship battles Playoffs. Uh, so Playoffs? Yes, the playoffs. Yes. So uh, so that's something uh, Sean's going to be focusing on a lot with the offense. Uh, and just real quick, I, I'll mention some defensively in the matchups as they come up too, but just real quick, some matchups I noticed while doing the box scores today for next week that look really good. Uh, Linebacker-wise, Bobby Wagner against Dallas with Zeke coming back. That's a huge one. There's going to be a lot of running, a lot of run stopping. Same thing with uh, Bernardrick McKinney against the Eagles. That oh excuse me um wait who is the oh it's versus Pittsburgh excuse me McKinney versus Pittsburgh same thing mm-hmm. uh, especially with Brown not being there uh, and Navarro Bowman versus Eagles same kind of thing uh, Ruben Foster versus Jacksonville uh, anyone that is on the Cleveland linebacking core including James Burgess uh, Kirksey Schobert Burgess against uh, Chicago. Chicago loves to run the ball. A lot of short passes, too. That's going to be a great linebacker matchup for you this week. Uh, Blake Martinez also. Minnesota likes to run a lot. And the short passes with McKinnon. Uh, Bucks linebackers versus Carolina. That's that's good. Uh, it just depends on if David's healthy or Quan Alexander's playing because they've kind of been on and off with injury all year. Um, what else? Demario Davis versus the Chargers and Wesley Woodyard versus the Rams. Those are some good linebacking matchups for this week. Uh, also Deion Jones versus the New Orleans. If you remember correctly, Deion Jones had his best game of the year against New Orleans on Thursday Night Football a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preston Brown, Bills linebacker versus the Patriots. 
Uh, also, Tredavious White, who's been a great corner all year against the Patriots, who throw very often. Uh, and Desmond King, uh, the Chargers safety corner combo we talked about against the Jets. Uh, he's kind of been trending up. So those are those are some guys you might want to target this week for your starts, but we'll get into them more as the matchups come along. And speaking of which, let's uh, matchup time. Yeah, let's uh, week 15 matchups. Let's do this. Let's go. All righty. Uh, first one was the uh, awesome Thursday night game hmm. that uh, we missed while we were throwing up at the Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't um, know which I'd rather have been at. Yeah. I'd, I'd... Oh, my God. No, hold on. You fuckers are some of the ones that hated Star Wars. Oh, it sucked yeah. ass, man. It was oh, fucking horrible. Jesus Christ. They should I'm ready, it. No, I'm, I'm ready to hang up on you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking. You're laughing. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, that's hey, funny. I'm going home. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, but yeah, that was not a great Thursday night matchup, especially after the week before we had uh, New Orleans and Atlanta, which was a great Thursday night matchup. Uh, so this one was Broncos 25, Colts 13. Leading the way for the Broncos defensively was Will Parks with uh, seven total tackles, four solo, three assists. For the Colts, it was Antonio Morrison with uh, four solo, eight assists, 12 total. And uh, Matthias Farley, who we also recommended last week, had uh, 11 total tackles, uh, three solo, eight assists. So uh, good good advice there. Um, offensively, what you see here, Sean? And... Um, Let's talk about Thomas a little bit. He seems like he's been getting hotter lately. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not going to spend so much time talking about what happened in this specific game so much as just what to expect from these guys next week. Um, and just to be clear, there are going to be some guys that are just clear starts where I'm not going to talk about them because you're starting them no matter what. You know, yeah, I'm not going to waste right, right. my time telling mm-hmm. you to start Julio Jones. So it's just yeah. not, not <laughs> worth anybody's time. Right, right. Um, but I don't really know. I'm I'm sitting Demarius Thomas and uh, and Emmanuel Sanders both this coming week. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen there at quarterback. It's just it's a really fluctuating situation, and you don't want to deal with that in your championship week. You know where, like, when you're kind of going throughout the season, where you know you're trying to you're trying to get as many points as possible to get your tie breaks or, you know, win money, depending on how your league runs, you can take some risks with stuff like that, but you want to take as few risks as possible in your championship week. And the only real exception to that is if you're just the major underdog, you know, if you're the major underdog, you take some home run risks and that's about it. Other than that, you don't want to do anything that's going to, that's going to jeopardize winning. And I think playing somebody where you're not quite certain about the quarterback situation, that's the easiest way to put up a goose egg in a week that you should be getting 15 points, you know? Yeah, right, right. So I'm not going anywhere near Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and then CJ Anderson is kind of kind of sit-ish, where you if you're playing him as your RB1 or RB2, you're not going to win anyway. Um, so he's kind of sitting in your flex, and you hopefully have better options there. Um, I don't know. He went off for what, like 151 yards, but he's, he didn't catch any passes. So that still only equates to 15 points, which, you know, is just an above average week. So I don't know how high the ceiling is with CJ Anderson. And I know that the floor is pretty low and Washington's got a pretty good offense. So I don't know how much, 
I don't know how much the Broncos are going to be trying to run against Washington next week. So I think you can start CJ Anderson, but he's not a safe start. And then I think you just sit Demarius Thomas and Manuel Sanders for the Broncos. Good call. What about uh, Indy? I mean, not a lot of championship games are going to feature Indy players anyway, but I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Yeah. So (laughs) T.Y. Hilton, you're, you're just sitting. He's exactly what I was talking about before, where he's the ultimate boomer bust. And, you know, unless you need a Hail Mary, you're not playing him because um, he had seven weeks of less than five points in half point PPR and then four weeks of double digits. Like that is, that's just fucking atrocious. You don't want to deal with that in your like chance at your money, you know? Right. right. Um, you sit him if you have anybody else you can play where, you know, I have one league where I don't have anybody else and I'm just going to have to deal with it. But if you have anybody else, you sit him. Uh, what about, um, what about Doyle though? Jack Doyle, he's startable. Um, Baltimore doesn't really fare. They're playing against Baltimore next week. They don't mm-hmm. really fare well against the tight ends. Um, Doyle's kind of had a volatile workload, but Baltimore is pretty good against wide receivers and not that great against tight ends. So I think, Doyle's probably startable this week, but you're not going to feel great about it. Um, and then the last one is Gore, where um, the Ravens' pass defense is pretty good. They have a low-powered offense that has pretty much all the makings of just a low-scoring, grinded-out kind of game between Alex Collins and Frank Gore. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yep. Um, all right, so so that was the Thursday nighter. Uh, then we had a couple Saturday games this week, uh, which is nice. We're getting into that time of the year. Uh, first one was Lions 20, Bears 10. Uh, defensively, it was Tahir Whitehead once again for the Lions with uh, six solo tackles, three assisted, one tackle for loss. For the Bears, it was Eddie Jackson with uh, seven solo tackles, one assist for eight total. Uh, let's get into this. And, um, Sean, let's touch on that Lions run game when you get a chance to because uh, I, I saw something the other day where Abdullah has like eight snaps in the last two games or mm-hmm. something. Like, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Yeah, Abdullah's done. I think it's like when you can have a undrafted free agent in Tian Green, who by all accounts is not a spectacular talent. He's just a just a guy that runs hard. <laughs> um, when you can have a guy like that come in and outproduce your second round draft pick, it's very clear that Abdullah is just not fitting the scheme because um, you're just plugging in another body that runs differently not necessarily better, but differently. And he's outperforming him. So I think, uh, I think Abdullah's time as a lions starting running back is probably at a close with this. Um, I don't think there's much else you can do unless you change the run scheme entirely. He just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and what about the old, uh, Jones Tate, uh, conundrum? Um, Jones and Tate's kind of interesting. It really ends up being matchup dependent. Um, but Stafford's been taking a lot of shots downfield and that's generally Jones territory. Mm-hmm. And they've just been, I don't know. The game plan has been scripted a lot more towards Jones just because they're going downfield. They're taking those big chances. Um, and Tate's a lot more yard after catch guy. And, you know, they haven't really tried to combine the yard after catch with the run game very often. It's usually one or the other. And they've been running the ball a lot more lately. So you're not getting as much Tate, but, um, that said, I think next week 
you want to start Tate and you want to sit Jones. Um, William Jackson, the third has been a pretty good corner for the Bengals. Uh, and he's going to probably be matching up against Marvin Jones next week, which means that you're going to see a lot more golden Tate. Gotcha. And, um, Ebron, Ebron's really come on the second half of the year. Is, is he someone you consider, especially with the, the Hunter Henry injury this week, kind of people need a, t- a tight end this week. Yeah. And Ebron might legitimately be on your waiver wire, which is kind of bizarre, um, <laughs> to think about just based on the beginning of the year. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine with starting Ebron this week. I wouldn't expect big things, but he's been getting so many targets lately. That he's got a pretty safe floor where tight end's been just such an abysmal position this year that, you know, you kind of take what you can get where like a seven point game out of a tight end is more than serviceable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think that Ebron's a bad play against the Bengals this week. And I think that you can definitely do worse there. There's probably people that are rostered like, Austin Hooper is probably rostered over Ebron right now. Right, right, definitely. And uh, and on the Bears, just uh, more of the same. You're going to play Jordan Howard. Um, what about Cohen? He's he's had some more carries no, lately. You're but sitting. No. You're sitting, Cohen. Not enough, just, right? Yeah, I don't know. I can't see starting Tariq Cohen this week. And honestly, if you had other options, I wouldn't start Jordan Howard. But realistically. If you have Jordan Howard, you probably took him pretty high and you don't have anybody else to start. So I don't know. But the Browns run defense is really fucking good and they've held pretty much everybody they've played against. So and not only that, but the Bears have had at least a few games where Cohen and Jordan are just Jordan Howard are just totally shut down and put up absolutely nothing. So I don't know. I don't feel good about starting Howard and he's a sit for me if you have another option, but you most likely don't, you know, you can't, you can't bench Jordan Howard for like James White right now. Yeah. But, right. Right. I mean, if you have somebody else, then go for it. <laughs> Definitely. And this, this bears Cleveland game, like I mentioned earlier, this is a great, great matchup for Cleveland linebackers who have been super productive all year are amongst our favorite guys, linebacker wise IDP all year. Mm-hmm. This is just like a dream matchup for them. This, this, this should be like a low scoring slog it out. Both teams run and play defense type affair with some occasional shots. Um, I, I feel like this is gonna be a great week for Schobert or Kirksey, or if you can't get either of those guys, James Burgess jr. Might yeah. be a decent shot this week. Definitely a web dream for the IDP guys. Yeah. yeah. Something uh, something interesting as far as IDP for the uh, for that game as well. Um, my brother kind of mentioned this to me. It actually is a really interesting point. The Bears don't really – or the Browns don't really seem concerned with going 0-16, it's, which, like, I don't blame them. You know, the difference between 0-16 and 1-15 – like functionally is nothing, you know, they're going to get the first pick either way and they can only hurt themselves by winning games. But so it seems to me that rather than really being concerned with winning the game, they're just kind of having Kaiser go out there and just chuck the ball around so they can see what they have in them before they go into the draft. So like bears linebackers may not be that viable of a play against the Browns this week, just because like they're going to be throwing the ball a ton just because I think they wanna they wanna find out what they have in Kaiser before they go into the draft and decide to draft a quarterback, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Bears linebackers have been like as spotty as my underwear lately, <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. Trevithan would be like, have one great game, a shitty game, great game, shitty uh-huh. game. Christian Jones went from having like a 30 point game in our all IDP league to a one point game the week after. Like they're just all over the place. So, yeah, I, I would steer clear of uh, Bears linebackers mm-hmm. as well this week. Definitely. Yeah. But if you're mandatory starting cornerbacks, this could be a really good week, especially if you have pass defenses. Because realistically, Kaiser's just sporadic accuracy-wise. Like he's not, he's not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, um, right, right. And so you know, the ones he completes, you're going to get tackles. The ones he incompletes, you might get some picks. You might get some pass deflections. So I think uh, Bears corners could be really solid plays this week. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I believe, is a good one for them. Uh, gotcha. Yep. All right. Uh, props to us for not forgetting the Lions this week. Yeah, yeah. We actually forgot a matchup last week. Uh, Jesus. Pretty wild. Yeah. That's what happens when I'm not there. That's <laughs> it. That's it. All righty. So uh, the second Saturday game was uh, Chiefs 30, Chargers 13. Chiefs starting to get some life going again. They're, yeah. they're looking decent. Offense is starting to click a little bit. Uh, this is an Defensively, this is an aberration. Don't read into it. Derek Johnson led the way for the Chiefs with six solo tackles. He came in off the bench. There was an injury. Uh, I forget who it was that went out, but uh, he he doesn't really start. He just subs in. So don't go after Derek Johnson. He used to be incredible in IDP. I, I've had him on my team many times over the years, just not anymore. He's too old. Um, and for the Chargers, it was Adrian Phillips with eight solo tackles and uh, Desmond King, who we recommended, had six total tackles, five solo and one assist. Uh, offensively, let's talk about Kareem Hunt. Is is he is he back? Are we are we good to go to plug this guy in this week? What, what do you think? Yeah, one hundred percent. You play him. Like I, I don't think there was any way at any point you could bench him. Um, you had your opportunity to trade him and just get a king's ransom for it, but you can't not play him. Um, so yeah, he's all systems go. Um, they're going to be playing the Dolphins, so I don't think there's any question that you're going to play him there. Um, and the other guy that you're going to play is Alex Smith, I think too. I think just basically. Everybody against the Dolphins, I'm okay with. Um, you're not even going to debate benching Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. So it's really just Alex Smith that would be the question. And, you know, if you have better options, you have better options. But if he's, if it's between him and, you know, like Andy Dalton or something, you're starting Alex Smith. Right, definitely. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, what else was there? Uh, Gordon actually had a pretty decent game. Uh, Eckler's done for the year, but we don't need to talk about him anyway. Um, what What's up with uh, uh, Keenan Allen? Uh, I think he's okay, right? He's good to go this week? Yeah, Keenan Allen's fine. He had a rough week, but um, he's actually one of my favorite plays this week, I think, because uh, Hunter Henry has a lacerated kidney, um, so it's Ooh. basically going to be the Keenan Allen show, and He's a very volume-dependent player, which is kind of why he struggled this week. He didn't get the volume he needed. Mm. Um, but I think that he's without Hunter Henry and just old man Gates out there, I don't think anybody's really going to steal any of those targets from him. So I think Keenan Allen, you just fire up. Uh, and then it's the Jets. So I think you're safe to start Rivers, too. He's put together a good couple of games in a row. and. I think that Philip Rivers is at his best when he's just chucking the ball to Keenan Allen anyway. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Alrighty, so that starts the Sunday games, one o'clock. Uh, Bills twenty-four, Dolphins sixteen. 
another big day or semi big day for Kenyon Drake. Um, Bills quietly looking to lock up that wild card. Uh, defensively for the Bills, it was the guy we recommended, Preston Brown, with seven solo, three assists, one tackle for loss. For the Dolphins, it was Kiko Alonso, seven solo, three assists uh, for 10 total. And um, what did we see offensive? Well, actually, what are we looking for next week out of these teams offensively? Is Kenyon Drake still all systems go? Yep. You play Kenny and Drake. Um, Dolphins are playing the Chiefs, and Chiefs are good, but they're not like a prolific offense. You know, they're not. It, I mean, they can. They're capable of going out there and dropping thirty on you, but for the most part, they're more of a just kind of control with a couple of home run hits from Tyree Killer, um, Cream Hunt. So, I think it's going to be a lot more run based, and Cutler's just not the guy that's going to carry a game i don't think so i think you're gonna see a lot of kenny and drake over there um marcus peters is probably gonna be matched up on uh parker so you probably want to sit parker which would mean you would want to start landry for the dolphins gotcha and then if you flip the flip the side over to the bills they're both playing New England and just the idea of Tyrod Taylor going up against Bill Belichick is just terrifying to me. And I don't want anything to do with anybody on the bills outside of LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> nice. nice. That's perfect for that, for that right there. <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel you. Um, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath this weekend. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, uh, start Landry, sit Parker, start Drake, sit Tyrod, sit Charles Clay. Sounds good to me. All righty. Uh, one more than a plug room. Yes. Okay. This one is probably your guys' second favorite game of the week, besides the Lions win. Uh, Panthers 31, Packers 24. And uh, as much as I dislike Cam Newton, um, that, that whole, you've been watching film, huh? We'll watch this thing was fucking incredible. Tell me you guys have seen that video. I missed that. Nope. Uh, so it was, uh, I think it was AJ, not, was it AJ Hawk or no, no, no. Uh, Clay, what Clay Matthews. Yeah, thank you. Clay Matthews mm-hmm. is uh, coming up to the line of scrimmage. It's first and goal from the 10. Cam Newton's behind behind center. And uh, Clay yells out, it's the wheel route. It's the wheel mm. route. And uh, Cam looks at him and says, oh, you've been watching film, huh? Well, watch this. And he does like a hand motion to change it to, to audible or whatever. And instead of the wheel route, McCaffrey runs an out and in, catches it, touchdown right there, right in front of wow. him. So it, it was, and it's all caught. I, I'm mic'd up. Like, it's absolutely incredible. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen it. It was all over Twitter yesterday. Mm. Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't, haven't caught that. I mean, ah. Uh. It it sucks to give uh, Cam Newton props, especially after, you know. It's funny to hear female talk about routes. <laughs> I mean, every week. I just, I got to remind everyone how much of a douchebag that guy is. But, you know, hey, if you're, if you're going to actively call out, uh, Clinton Dix is a linebacker, right? So Clinton Dix is a safety. Matthews is a linebacker. To, to be yeah. fair, That's I'm, right. just gonna, great, I'm just going to yeah. say in his defense that, he does seem surprised that Clay Matthews knows about routes as well. So you, <laughs> Very he's true. just he's just against everybody. I like it's not that. just women. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys, Aaron Rodgers came back, threw three picks, and lost the game. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys are pretty happy with that, right? <laughs> 
Honestly, I wanted to see him come back and crush it because what I want, I don't want Packer excuses when the Lions beat him mm. week 17. I don't want to hear that like, oh, he's still coming back from his injury. I want Rodgers at full strength, and I want to just fucking crush him. Yeah, and beating the Panthers would have helped the Lions. So, yeah, no, I, guess, yep. I guess you're right. Yep. Plus, I had Aaron Rodgers on a couple couple uh, teams, so he still he still ended up doing well, but. Uh, that said, I got no complaints with the Packers losing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, defensively, it was uh, Kurt Coleman for the Panthers. Uh, he's a safety we've talked about a few times. Uh, six solo, four assists, one pass defense for the Packers. It was uh, Joe Thomas's brother, Joe Thomas. Um, what? <laughs> apparently, there are two Joe Thomases in the league. I didn't know this, but um, not brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this one had uh, four solo tackles, five assists, one tackle for loss. And uh, the most boring parents in the world. (laughs) Seriously. Did you name the first one? Joe. Uh, (laughs) Let's go with Joe again. Let's not change it. Okay. So I went to high school with a Joe Thomas. Just going to put it out there. Well, it's 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 probably a, you know, pretty, pretty similar name or a pretty common name. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, was he white? Because my Joe Thomas was white. No, this one was black. Um, oh, gotcha. And uh, just for the record, we also said Blake Martinez would have a good game. Once again, he had a four solo, four assists, one pass defense. Uh, just more of the same from the Panthers. McCaffrey looked really good. Um, Funches kind of had not 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 as great a game as he's been having. Um, Rodgers looked a little rusty. W- what do we think going on forward here? Do we trust Rodgers in the championship game? I trust Rodgers all the time. Um, I'm of the Packers. I'm sitting Jordy Nelson. I'm sitting Randall Cobb. I'm sitting Jamal Williams. Devonte Adams is probably out, and if he's in, I'm sitting him. But I'm starting Aaron Rodgers because I don't know who he's going to get it done with. I don't know who is going to catch passes from him. Could be anybody, but I believe that Rodgers is going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, definitely. So he's going to throw it to the ghost of No, somebody. you know, he might. Like, uh, like Mario Allison te- no, 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 no. or Geronimo Allison? Let's say you Allison. have a team that has Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams on it, okay? Yeah. And you and you start all three of them. I think one of them is going to be okay. You don't so know you're which saying one, though. Yeah, okay. I'm saying you bench all of them because you don't know who Rodgers is going to get it done with, but he's going to get it done with someone. But, but so, you don't think that... Devonte Adams having a track record of being good with both quarterbacks is anything for in his favor. He's not going to be in the game. Oh, you think I, he's going to be out? Well, I'm saying if he's in, I think he's out. And if he's in, I'm not sure that I trust him coming off his second concussion in as many months. When also, like, first of all, he might see limited game time. We don't know. True. We really just don't know how this is going to get handled because, like, getting knocked unconscious twice in two months is just kind of unprecedented like i haven't seen it at least i don't know yeah um but i don't know what the packers game plan is going to be and i don't know what rogers is going to try and do because whatever he did last week didn't work Mm -hmm. and i am not sure where he's going to go with the football so i'm not trusting any of the receivers i don't know who xavier rhodes is going to match up on because Mm, it's very possible Devontae adams goes out there he's all systems go He's their number one target, and then Xavier Rhodes covers them, and nothing happens there. Right, you know, right, true. Yeah, yeah. So we just there's too many variables there. The only thing that's not a variable is that Rodgers is a good quarterback, and I trust him. 
Yeah, they they could seriously end Adam's career early if they put him out there again. And he, if he catches another concussion, like that's that's what took out Steve Young. That's what took out Troy Aikman. It's taken out many players over the years. You're talking lifelong consequences if he goes in there and gets fucked up again. Well, and I think they're statistically statistically eliminated if they if the Falcons win tonight, right? Yeah, right. So I mean, if if they're out of it. You better sit Adams like as the coach, not as not in fantasy, just as the coach, because mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason that he should be in the game risking his long term health for a game that doesn't matter. Right, right. Definitely. Truth. Uh, that's all you. Uh, so then, yeah, Panthers, um, they're playing the Bucks. They're fucking terrible on defense. You start Cam Newton, you absolutely start McCaffrey. Um, you start Greg Olson. Greg Olson had a killer game this past week. Yeah, he did. Um, I think you bench Jonathan Stewart. Um, he's had a couple of good games, but I think with how bad the Bucks passing defense is, you're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey and not a lot of Jonathan Stewart. And then I think you probably bench Funches too, just because this past week was the first time we got to see Olson and McCaffrey out there, which are like, you know, with, with Olsen gone, Funch just kind of became the security blanket where Newton just kind of chucked it to him. And this is the first time we saw Olsen and McCaffrey on the field at the same time, which are kind of the two best security blankets that the Panthers have. And Funch just, just didn't do anything. So while it's entirely possible that Funch just goes out there, has, has a bounce back game, it, it, you don't want to take that risk in the championship. If you have another option, use it. If you don't, just pray. Cross your fingers, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, definitely. But uh, <clears throat> so let me uh, plug some stuff here. <clears throat> we are the IDP guys. Uh, we're a show about fantasy football and the individual defensive player strategy. Uh, so IDP. Uh, we're here to help beginners as well as vets. We kind of talk about all facets of the game. So you're hearing us talk about, you know, the offense, even though we're the IDP guys talk about defense, but we do talk about defense. Um, this kind of helps beginners get into the whole world of IDP. Um, and then we talk, we go in depth about the, the defense and, um, this, you know, this is for the veterans too. Um, because you know when you're when you're playing, sometimes you just need that added, um, you know, just someone else saying the same thing that you're thinking, so that you go in and um, have it, some confidence. Yeah, have some confidence in who you're playing. But uh, definitely check us out. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Um, Yep. That, Doing okay. Well, I, I'm two and a half beers in, so that, that was a quick two and a half. <laughs> the gas is starting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so subscribe on iTunes, wherever you find us. Um, and also give us a five-star review. That This helps uh, our ranking so that other people can find the show and find the information that you're, you're interested in. Um, also watch us on Periscope. Uh, we you know, record our sessions live. Um, but with that, let's, let's talk, uh, Ravens Browns. Yep. Yep. Ravens Browns. 
Alrighty, so this one was uh, Ravens 27, Browns 10. Uh, Ravens D looked good. Um, Collins kind of let a few people down, but hopefully he'll bounce back. We'll get into that. Uh, defensively for the Ravens, it was Patrick Anwasor leading the way with three solo, four assists, one tackle for loss. Uh, CJ Mosley uh, had a pretty good game too with five solo, one assist, and three pass defense. Uh, for the Browns, it was uh, the, the big two and then and now the big three, I guess you can say, with the last few weeks here. Uh, so James Burgess, his, his, he was on, he was off. In the last two weeks, he's been back on. And like we were saying earlier, there's a great matchup coming up for the Browns this week, IDP-wise. Uh, Burgess had five solo, one assist, two tackles for loss. Christian Kirksey had seven solo, six, six assists, half a tackle for loss, one pass defense. Joe Schobert had two solo, three assists, one pass defense. Uh, so I think you're going to see similar and probably better stats for all three of those guys this week. So keep that in mind if you need some linebacking help. Um, offensively, though, what did we see here? And, Sean, uh, how confident are you about Alex Collins coming up this week? I start Alex Collins this week for sure. Um, even if even if he struggles to run the ball again, um, he's still getting still getting some good work in the passing game, even if it's he's giving up some to Danny Woodhead. But I think that the Colts' defense is bad enough that – they should be able to run it on him, and if they don't, Flacco loves checking the ball down, so you have a pretty safe floor with Alex Collins against a bad defense. Um, so I feel pretty good about him there. Uh, if you have Flacco, don't start him because he sucks, not because of the matchup. <laughs> if you're trying to start Flacco, you don't deserve to be in the championship, and you should just bench all your players. Um, I agree. I just, he's terrible <laughs> for fantasy, and... I don't know. You can't. You don't get fantasy points by dumping the ball off two yards every play. Right. Um, and then uh, Mike Wallace is kind of a sneaky good play. He's had a quiet good stretch of like four or five games now. Um, and against the Colts defense, I think that's probably a really good flex play this week. You know, there's you're probably if you're thinking about starting Mike Wallace at the flex, you probably have a couple of weaknesses on your team, and I think he's probably a decent option given what you have um so he's definitely worth thinking about there but yeah i'd i'd have faith in alex collins to bounce back for sure i think nice that's good to know and uh nate touched on gordon earlier uh should be should be okay for next week right i mean you know not as your wide receiver one or two but as as a flex or whatever you're you're good with that he's a wide receiver three flex and then he has the wide receiver one upside, I think. And I think the further you get toward the end of the year, the more upside he gets. So I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities this week. And realistically, I just, I don't think there's any way that you can not start him. Um, Corey Coleman, on the other hand, I'm okay with sitting because mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, it looks like Josh Gordon is just the only receiver on the field over there. Um, and then in terms of the running backs, sit Crowell for all the reasons I talked about earlier where it just seems like they just want Kaiser to sling the ball around. So regardless of game script, I'm not sure we're going to see a ton of Crowell. Um, and while Duke Johnson may not be the primary target now that Gordon's back, he's still going to – he still gets his targets, so he's probably going to have a decent floor there at least. Sounds good. Yeah, if you're a championship team that has like 
a pretty decent lead and you need to just not blow it, basically, Duke Johnson's your guy. Yeah, he's been pretty reliable all year. Yep. Nothing flashy, but good good salad points. Right. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh okay, next one was uh Jaguars, Jacksonville, uh forty five, Houston seven. Uh for the Jags, it was Calais Campbell leading the way with uh five solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, one pass defense. For Houston, it was Marcus Gilchrist with five solo, one assist, one tackle for loss. Uh Houston has a pretty good matchup IDP wise next week against the Steelers. So if you've got uh Bernardrick McKinney, I would definitely start him. Um, and offensively, what did we see here besides Blake Bortles actually playing well, which is crazy? Dude, he's oh, – I forget what it is. He might have like the most points or he's like top three points over the last three weeks for quarterback. That's insane. So, yeah, it's crazy. He's just lighting it up out there. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm starting Blake Bortles this week if I have him. Like, yeah. that's absolutely insane to think about mm. starting Blake Bortles in your fantasy championship. But – that's a legitimate thing you can do. They're playing the 49ers this week. I think that you start Bortles. I think that you start D.D. Westbrook. And strangely enough, I think you start Keelan Cole, who's just blown up over the last three weeks. I think all three of them are legitimate starts, especially if Fournette doesn't play. Sounds good. And for Houston, um, obviously, uh, Hopkins is proved to be matchup proof or quarterback proof. Uh, that, that was pretty pretty wild. He's not quite quarterback proof. Uh, Brock Osweiler managed to kill him oh, right. last year. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> true. But outside of that, he's everything proof. He's just not Brock proof. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you sit Lamar Miller here. You sit basically everybody other than Hopkins. Um, I haven't had a nice thing to say about Will Fuller all year, and I'm not going <laughs> to start saying nice things now. Sit him. He's just he, he's too volatile. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, right. This is the wrong week to to screw around with that. Yep. Yep, definitely. Sounds good. Alrighty. Uh, next one was Vikings 34, Cincinnati 7. Uh, defensively for the Vikings, it was Eric Kendricks with uh, three solo to assist, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, one touchdown. For Cincinnati, it was Vincent Ray, who I recommended last week, mm-hmm. with seven solo tackles, four assists uh, for 11 total. And this is just a asterisk moment right here. If for some reason Perfect is out again this week, you definitely want to start Vincent Ray. Uh, with Vigil being done for the year and Perfect having the concussion issues, uh, Vincent Ray has kind of been one of the last men standing, so to speak, for uh, their linebacking core. And he's pretty talented when he does get to play. So uh, if Perfect's out, Vincent Ray should go in. Uh, offensively, though, what are we looking at? Um. So offensively, I'm thinking... I don't know if Mixon's going to play or not. Oh, I'm sorry. I honestly don't. uh, I'm not sure if Mixon's going to play. I think even if he plays, you sit him. But I think if he doesn't play, Gio might be a solid play here. Because they... I just... I don't know. I, I think that Gio is a guy who's not nearly as talented as Mixon, but he's a better fit right now. And they're using him more in the passing game. So I think that... Honestly, your best bet with that running back group right now is Gio Bernard. So I think you sit Mixon, you start Gio if Mixon's out. If Mixon's in, you sit all of, or you sit everybody mm. for the Bengals. Um, and then on the Vikings side of the ball, Diggs has been 
not spectacular the second half of the year. He was he's not been what we expected after the first half of the season. Um, but I think you have to start him against the uh, against the Packers. Like I just don't see how you can't. The Packers secondary is not that good, and there's a really good chance it turns into a shootout where the Packer Aaron Rodgers comes out firing and then they got to start picking up chunk yards. So um, I think Diggs is a good play. And then I think you start McKinnon and Murray, obviously not both on the same team, but if you have one of them, you start them. Mm -hmm. But McKinnon kind of seems like the better play here because he tends to get more work than Murray when it's a small lead one way or the other, you know, when, when it's a close game, McKinnon seems to get work when it's the Vikings blowing them out. They tend to just pound it with Murray. And I don't think they're going to blow out the Packers. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and Thielen, that was just kind of a hiccup. You think he'll be all right next week? Yeah. Thielen's fine. That's why, I mean, he's one that for me, I'm just not even going to mention because mm-hmm. he's good enough that you can't match him. Right. Sounds good. All righty, moving on. We had uh, Saints 31, Jets 19. Uh, this didn't end as a close game, really, but it was a pretty pretty competitive game throughout. Um, for the Saints, it was Kenny Vaccaro with eight solo, two assist, one tackle for loss. And for the Jets, for the first time this year, it was Jamal Adams with six solo, two assist, one tackle for loss. If everyone remembers episode two, three, or four, or whatever it was, we talked about how Yahoo uh, rankings had this guy listed listed right in the middle of the offensive players in their overall yeah. X, X rank and listed as the clear number one IDP by like two or three hundred positions. Uh, and this is the first time I've said this clown's name all year. So He hasn't been doing bad. I mean, I, I've had him on my radar a couple times early mid-season. Um, I definitely not clear number one level, but it's not it- like he's terrible. He's a rookie defensive back. It always takes some time. So, no, he had no business being ranked where he was ranked absolutely whatsoever. But he's a good player, and he's just going to take some time. Yeah, that's just sometimes sometimes Yahoo gets stuff weird with their projections. That was just a really clear example of that this year. Easily screwed a bunch of people that auto-drafted. Yeah, yeah, or if you don't know what you're doing in IDP and you're like, oh, I get this guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get him in the third round. Right, right. Um, uh, Offensively, Sean, you're not worried about Kamara Ingram, obviously. Thomas looked really good, obviously. Um, Nope, start everybody on the Saints, every single player on the Saints. Um, if you have their fourth string quarterback, you can probably start them and still get some points. <laughs> um, I just, there's nobody I'm benching on the Saints this week. And then, um, I don't know, with the Jets against the Chargers, I don't really want anything to do with Robbie Anderson or Jermaine Curse, despite the fact they put together really solid years. I just don't see it against the Chargers this week. Right. And, and McCowan won't even be back. Um, so it'll be what's his face again? Uh, for, is it Bryce Petty or yeah. Hackenberg that's playing there? I think there? it was Petty. Petty. Yeah. Petty. Yeah. Nope. Keep me away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's not ideal, right? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alrighty. Uh, next one was an NFC East matchup. Uh, Eagles 34, Giants 29. This was kind of a surprising game. Eagles had to claw their way back into this one after the Giants took a pretty good lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Foles had, had four touchdowns. That was probably pretty crazy. Um, defensively, it was Nigel Bradham for the Eagles with eight solo, three assists, one tackle for loss, two pass defense. For the Giants, it was Eli Apple with seven solo, two assists, half a tackle for loss. Um Landon Collins was doubtful, but ended up playing and re-injured his foot uh, in the first quarter, I believe, with with one tackle assist before that happened. So um, Collins might be trouble. I I don't know if he's going to play again this year. They they were talking about not playing him anyway, and they they let him go into this game and re-injure him. That was dumb. So, which was incredibly stupid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what are you playing for if you're nothing. the Giants? Yeah, nothing. Like, it, it's no, so, I just so don't stupid. understand that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was completely stupid. Um, and now, and now, you know, you might hurt him long term. So, if you have Landon Collins, I, I would try and find something else, or at least have a plan for something else this week. Um, offensively, though, uh, didn't see much of a drop with Foles. Kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, I think you can still start Aguilar and Jeffrey against the Raiders. Raiders are just a bad team this year. Kind of surprising. I think everyone expected the Raiders to be competing this year, and they're not. Um, but yeah, I think you can start Jeffrey or Aguilar. They're both ready to go with Foles. Foles looked all right. Um, I think probably four touchdowns is a little much to expect out of Foles again next week, but you know, they're at least serviceable and they're good enough that you're not going to bench them. Um, and then a giant blunt, I think definitely bench blunt. And I think if you have a decent option, bench a Um, ah, I don't know. That's tough to say. A is kind of like middle of the road for me. Cause honestly, I don't think that people need to respect polls enough that they, can't just commit against the run, you know, but at the same time, the Raiders are bad enough that they could go up and then just run the ball consistently. Mm. I just, I don't know how they're going to split that. I think the higher upside is a Jai, but I don't really like starting any of them particularly much, but I don't think you have to feel bad about starting a Jai. Yeah. Right. Right. Just not a dream situation. That's all. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> that's another one where like, that league with T.Y. Hilton, I'm going to have to start a Jai too. So I'm just no idea how I got there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Sterling Shepard back to being a PPR machine. Does that continue or what do you think? So this is kind of an interesting one because yeah, he killed it. He had something like 17 targets or something this past week. Just insanity. Um, I it's going to be interesting. I think that this is one you're going to have to check on later in the week and just see if you can find any information on who Patrick Peterson is shadowing or if he's shadowing because generally he shadows a receiver and Sterling Shepard's in out of his league against uh, against Patrick Peterson. So if Peterson is shadowing him, that's like a recipe for a bust. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen there. So just, you know, check Twitter, search for Peterson shadow week 16 or whatever, and uh, see what you can get out of that. But if he's not getting shadowed, definitely play Shepard. He's the only target there outside of Evan Ingram, Ingram. who is uh, (laughs) definitely a start at tight end this week too. Gotcha. Sounds good. 
Alrighty. Uh, next one was Redskins 20, Arizona 15. For the Redskins, Zach Brown was injured this week, but uh, all signs point to him being available for your title game, which is good because he's been incredible. Uh, Zach Vigil, though, led the way for the Redskins with six solo, two assists, one pass defense. For Arizona, it was Deion Buchanan with five solo, three assists, eight total. Um, and Buda Baker kind of let down, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Sean? Do you roll the dice with Buda Baker next week, or do you try and find a better safety option for the finals? I mean, at this point in the year, it all depends on what your options are. You know, where every league's different, so you're going to have some eight-team leagues that, you know, there's options everywhere, and really none of the deeper stuff that we're telling you is of any use whatsoever. And, you know, you got Jordy Nelson on your on your waiver wire. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the nature of that. But, you know, if you're playing in a 12, 14, 16-team league, there probably isn't anybody better than Buda Baker, and... He's got that upside. He just also has a really low floor because he's he blitzes a lot. He makes big plays in the passing game, but he's not that like hang out in the box and make tackles type of safety. So he's got a lot of upside. And if you have a better option and you're looking for that kind of security play, you can probably bench him. If you're in a situation where you kind of need a home run, then you're looking at Buda Baker probably. Gotcha. And uh, offensively for that game, um, I mean, what, I mean what, what do we got going forward here? Uh, skins, Pirine, yay, nay? Pirine sucks. Don't play him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just don't. Don't even bother. Leave it alone. The only way that Pirine is going to get points, he's a, he's a volume play where basically like if he gets 25 carries – He's going to get you something, you know, he might break, he might break a 25 yard run in there and be serviceable, or he might get a goal line carry or two, but if he's getting your standard, like 15 carry workload, there's a really good chance. He averages two yards a carry and only gets you three points. Right. So I don't know. I don't feel good about playing Pirine anywhere unless you think the Redskins are going to blow him out. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Gotcha. And for Arizona, uh, Fitzgerald's been a little quieter lately. Do you, do you still go with him? Uh, I don't know. I don't think that – I don't think you made it to the championship if you need to rely on Larry Fitzgerald. And if you mm. did, then I would take a shot on somebody like uh, like a Mike Wallace or something like that because I, uh, I think it's Drew Stanton starting this week for the Cardinals too, which is not great news. Yeah, right. For anyone. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. All righty. Um, so that was that. Okay, next one was my favorite uh, game of the day. If you want to dial up the Sea Chickens uh, music <laughs> here. So uh, this was Rams 42, Sea Chickens 7. There was a meltdown after the game where Earl Thomas called out uh, Bobby Wagner for playing injured and said that the backups could have done just as good a job. And then Bobby Wagner told him to keep my name out your mouth, boy. (laughs) So uh, the Seahawks are imploding around us. It's a beautiful thing. I can't stand them. Uh, How are they in the playoff race right now? I I have no idea. How the fuck is a team that dysfunctional in the playoff race right now? It's just mind-boggling to me that for any reason the Seahawks are still somehow in it. Yeah. All right, that's plenty. Thank it's you. It's almost done. Yeah, just, give it a, give it a Just let it go. 
<laughs> okay. We'll just deal with it. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, also just uh, oh, hold on. Let me just say the the stats real quick. But we got to talk about Graham because that's a huge, huge question this week. Um, but uh, just real quick, defensively for the Rams, it was Corey Littleton, three solo, three assists, one tackle for loss for the Seahawks. It was Bradley McDougald, who is a, a safety that's in there for Cam Chancellor. He's actually had a few good weeks, so if you need safety help, this might be a guy you want to go to. Uh, seven solo, three assists, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. Um, but what the, what the hell is going on with Graham? I honestly don't know what's going on with him, but I'm not playing him anywhere. I'm yeah. not using him. He's, he's sitting on the bench, and if you're starting him, then you are really putting your championship on the line. I don't think there's any reason Jimmy Graham should be in your lineup this week. Isn't that... He hasn't had more than three catches since week 11. Yeah, wow. It's insane. So, like, he got you to where you're at, but he's not going to take you to the championship. It's just not going to happen. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you're right, man. It's been it's been a tough year for tight ends, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but we got a good crop that came in in the draft this year, so next couple of years should be pretty good. We should see more out of O.J. Howard and – and Joku and stuff like that over the next couple of years. So, I don't know. Position should get better. It always goes that way. Same thing with quarterbacks right now. It's really bad quarterback play this year. And, you know, it's not the star-studded quarterback crop we thought it was going to be, but there's a lot of, like, passable names that are coming in where you're going to get a lot of opportunities for new quarterbacks in the NFL in the next couple of years. Sounds good. Uh, offensively in this game, so we talked about Graham a little bit. Uh, on the Rams, Robert Woods came back, did, did you know, decent, pretty mediocre game. Um, fucking Gurley, man, had incredible, mm-hmm. incredible game. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about Woods going forward and Cooper Cup? What are your thoughts on them next week? I think that you probably sit Cup and Watkins this coming week to play Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Because you look at what Woods was doing before uh, he got injured, and you look at just the way the offense was running, and pretty much everybody took a backseat to that. And I got to believe that this past week was just him kind of knocking off the rust. Um, So I'm I'm totally okay with starting Woods because you know he had a mediocre week, but if you're starting him in your flex, mediocre week for Woods is okay, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's got that huge upside. Whereas Cup and Watkins could very well just lay a goose egg and just ruin your week. So right. if you had all three of them, you're starting Woods and you're benching Cup and Watkins. Sounds good. And uh, any trepidation on playing Baldwin next week or what do you think? No, I'm fine with playing Baldwin. Gotcha. All righty. That takes care of that. All righty. Next one was uh, kind of the the knife to the gut of the uh, of the the day, if you will. <laughs> Patriots twenty seven, Steelers twenty four on some last second bullshit per usual. Um, for the Patriots, it was Stephon Gilmore with eight solo tackles, one pass defense. For the Steelers, it was Sean Davis, seven solo tackles, three assists for ten total. Um, Gronk looked good, obviously. Uh, Brown is going to be out for the rest of mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs which is unfortunate um, and and still kind of a mess or unpredictability with the Patriots run game. Uh, what, what did you unpack on that, Sean, going forward? Can I, I just want to jump in real quick. So was that a catch? Do you guys, either of you on the non-catch or catch train? Oh, God, I don't care. It's, <laughs> it could have gone either way, and yeah. I would have been pissed about it. Right. I would have called it incomplete. Yeah. I mean, it's Calvin Johnson rule, right? 
Yeah. I mean, the ball hit the ground and he didn't have control of it. I understand that he was diving, but the dive kind of started as he was catching the ball. It was like all one motion. I just, I really don't care. He didn't like, if you, if you took football out of it and somebody threw you a ball Mm. and that happened, you would say you dropped the ball, you know, like it hit the ground. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sucked, but, you know, shit happens. It, and, it, and whether or not it was a catch, there's no way Big Ben had to throw into, the, you know, triple coverage to, yeah. to, 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 to they could have just, just go kicked, to overtime. Right, just kick the field goal, go to overtime. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it was, it was pretty, was pretty, pretty, pretty stupid. Yeah. So many Pittsburgh fans triggered. Yeah. On Twitter today. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> I helped trigger them, but they did it to themselves. Yeah, because because you write for the Patriots. <laughs> no, come on. As a Lions fan, <laughs> oh, ten oh, years, right, 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 yeah, ten years of the Calvin Johnson rule, and you think we're just gonna give up now because, like, the the Pittsburgh Steelers have to deal with it? Come on, they had ten years to be angry about this rule. No, you're right. That's true. I don't know. They Nobody just, gives a fuck about Detroit. You know that. Until it benefits the Patriots. And now that rule is probably going to be, you know, going to be fixed by uh, next season. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like the more technology we get, <clears throat> the harder it is to make these kind of, you know, millisecond calls or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the difference was, was back before replay and shit, there were, bad, there were way more bad calls, you know, because you couldn't fix them. Mm-hmm. But people just accepted it. So it was like, you bitch all you want, but you can't bitch about the fact. You can't bitch about the rule because it's all happening in real time. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the rule is. You just fucked up you know <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely don't get into that situation in the first place that's it yep that's it alrighty uh, plug after this one yes no, real quick oh, yeah yep. so right Deion Lewis is the guy to start sit everybody else for the Patriots other than Gronk and Brady um, and then for Pittsburgh with Brown out Juju and Martavis are big plays now I think gotcha and uh yeah sorry I forgot you didn't do the offense yet um and Deion Lewis had a huge game against Buffalo last time they played if I remember correctly he had like 100 yards rushing right yeah something like that I just he's been getting more and more carries as the year goes on more and more of the passing work as the year goes on I just I think that Belichick has really gotten like felt like Lewis is in a groove and just giving him the hot hand so let him go with it well uh We'll see if that changes, you know, come playoff time, but it doesn't matter for us. Right now, it's Deion Lewis. Right. And Burkhead got dinged in that game, too, I believe. So yep. that that might help. Yeah, he's out next week, I believe. Perfect. One, one less mouth to feed. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. All righty. Uh, next one was uh, Jimmy G's win number three in a row. He's the real deal. Uh, 49ers 25, Titans 23. For the 49ers, it was DeForest Buckner. Seven solo, two assist, half a sack, half a tackle for loss, one pass defense. For the Titans, it was Wesley Woodyard with uh, seven solo, three assists, one sack, two tackles for loss. Um, Godwin looked good for the 49ers. Jimmy G looked pretty good. Uh, I heard a lot of people talking about... Um, what the hell's his name? The tight end of the 49ers there. Um, got the brother. George Kittle or uh, Selleck? Uh, Selleck, Selleck. People are talking yeah. about Selleck for this upcoming week. What are your thoughts on that, Sean? Um, I'm not a big fan of Selleck. I honestly, if if you're reaching for that, I just don't think that 
you uh, there's got to be better options in free agency. I know that he's put up 60 yards the past two weeks, but I don't really like it, and I wouldn't be counting on anything that's very much the type of play like the uh, Ricky Seals-Jones play from a few weeks ago where goes out as two touchdowns, has a decent week after that, and then just disappears entirely. So, um, I mean, they have George Kittle over there who they still seem to like. They have, they've been rotating receivers and stuff. I just think that it's it would be a lot to ask to have Brent Selleck somehow take that over, you know? Right. And uh, what else What else did we see there? So, yeah, so for the 49ers, they're going up against Jacksonville. I think you have to sit everybody, despite Garoppolo coming in and playing well. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to – you have to sit Hyde. You have to sit Goodwin. You just – sit Kittle, don't play Selleck, you don't play anybody from the 49ers over there. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Titans, honestly, uh, you sit Murray against the Rams, you sit Henry against the Rams. We saw what the Rams did to Russell Wilson. I can't believe that <laughs> yeah. it's going to be any easier for Mariota. Right. Um, so I think you got to sit all of them. The only one that I would play is maybe Richard Matthew. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, Mariota might have to pass it a lot, where you know, like Russell Wilson ended up still putting up decent passing numbers despite just getting his shit rocked all game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that Matthews might have a chance to put up some big numbers, even though Mariota may suck. Yeah, and just so uh, we don't get at, uh, it's Garrick Sellett. Garrett Sellett in San Francisco. Brent Selleck is Oh, Jesus. Philly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I knew there were two of them. I didn't know which one. <laughs> yeah, I I just knew because uh, uh, my girlfriend actually catered one of their weddings. Oh. And said that she met both of them. And so I know there's two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, you want to uh, pluggy? All right. Uh, so if you do want to at us for anything, um, you can at us on Twitter at IDP guys or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash IDP, IDP guys. Oh, the beer's kicking in, <laughs> but, uh, individually John is at orange man, three, one, four, <laughs> Did you almost just puke there or something? No, what no, the fuck I, was that? That was a burp. You're on like four. Chill out, brother. I know. No, I'm not. I'm not anywhere near anything. But <laughs> so John is at Orange Man three one four two. Sean is at Lanny one nine two five. And if I was gonna puke, would I go towards the mixer? Oh, that's a good point. That would have been an expensive vomit. <laughs> yes, that would have. <laughs> and <laughs> the slosh myself. Uh, at Nate Cheat on Twitter. Um, also, you know, if you want to help me with my alcohol addiction, <laughs> help me out. Help us out on Patreon. Uh, we've got plenty of perks for anyone who w- wishes to donate. We've put a lot of uh, our time, effort, money into uh, making this show for you guys, uh, which at times is funny. At times is probably a little much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, go to uh, patreon.com slash IDP guys and please help us out. Um, we've 
got goals and things and stuff we want to do and um any uh donation will be uh helpful also uh if you want to directly contact us um on skype we are idp guys and then directly 313-986-1473 leave us a message and um you know, maybe we'll have you on the show. Uh, we'll we'll have the the audio on the show, or uh, you know, we'll just contact you. Please, you know, give us your Twitter or some some way to get back to you with uh, any questions, comments, or concerns you have. But uh, with that, uh, what do we got next on the docket? Uh, the Sunday Nighter. Alrighty, so this was another pretty wild ass game. Uh, Cowboys did their absolute best to fuck this up at the end on the the fourth and ten, turning into a sixty five yard pass interference call on a dumbass rookie cornerback back there against Crabtree. But um, I, I knew that was coming. It, it, Cowboys can never win easily, that's for sure. Hmm. But uh, they did end up pulling it out, uh, twenty to seventeen over the Raiders. Uh, Sean Lee. Had another pretty solid game. Six solo tackles, uh, four assisted, two tackles for loss for the Cowboys. And Navarro Bowman, surprise, surprise, for the Raiders, had six solo, three assists, one tackle for loss. Um, offensively, the, for the Cowboys, things are going to change next week, that's for sure, because uh, old old, uh, old girl wife beater there is coming back. So that should be interesting. <laughs> I, I think... Um Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth blew their load talking about Sean Lee this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what do you what do you think, Sean? Crabtree had a pretty good game. Um, obviously, if you've got fucking uh, Ezekiel, you're gonna play him. Uh, what else? <laughs> uh, you're starting Des. Yeah. He's been he's been a guy that realistically didn't want to start the last couple of weeks. He had another bad week this week. Um, I think that Dez is definitely going to be helped by Zeke coming back, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, it's going to help everybody. And Dez, I think, is going to be the main beneficiary of that just because they don't really have many options in the passing game. And so when you can't run the football, you just cover Dez and their offense is gone, you know? So I think that with Zeke back, Dez is going to get a little looser coverage. They're going to get to deal with a little better of that. Um, and then I think you sit Witten. Um, he actually got more work. Not necessarily more. He had more blow-up games before Zeke left, but he had a lot of down weeks too where it was just very volatile mm. um, when Zeke was playing. And then as soon as Zeke disappeared, it kind of leveled out at like, you know, 8 to 15 points a game um, with PPR. Right. And now with Zeke back, it you know, we very well could see – another one of those two point games that we saw earlier in the season. So I think you sit Witten um, and Dak, I don't know if you have a better, if you have someone with a better matchup, go ahead and do it. Um, but in, 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 in all fairness though, this isn't the Seattle defense we're used to, you know what I mean? No, not at all. Um, they're still playing pretty well against the quarterback though. It's the pass rush more than anything that yeah. you got to worry about. Right. Right. Um, where Dak doesn't do well unless he has an, absolutely clean pocket and a running game. That's, yep. that's just what he is, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not me hating on Zach Dak. I just think that he needs a lot to be on his side in order to be a successful quarterback. And, you know, he's just in a good situation in Dallas where he, he has that. So right. I think if they get to Dak with a pass rush, it's not going to matter what the secondary looks like. So he's definitely startable, but see if you have something better. 
I can't, I don't know. I feel like most people probably aren't riding the championship with Dak as their QB one. So <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, other side of it, definitely sit Cooper. Even if he plays, you start Crabtree against the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know, it could turn into a shootout. Don't really know what happens there. And then I think Marshawn Lynch is kind of a toss up, but I would sit Marshawn Lynch. Philly's defense is pretty good. They have, they have some games where they give up big games to running backs, and then they have a lot of others where they hold them to like 12 yards. So right. I don't really, I don't know. Lynch is still good, but he's not the same Marshawn Lynch we knew. I just think that you sit him if you can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he's been coming out a little bit more of late, but yeah, Philly does not have those 29-point games like they had last week. That felt like a, an aberration, so... I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they come back to earth this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we got the Monday Nighter going on now, and the score is 0-0 at the moment, So, uh, but we got some other stuff for you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Trying so, to fucking live stream this thing on my TV, and it's just not going well at all. You just have the worst luck with watching football in general. Well, no, this is just, <laughs> uh, just horse shit, because uh, like, we're doing the screen share from the phone on the TV over here. It worked fine with Netflix, and now mm-hmm. I just got nothing as soon as I want football. It's like, get the fuck out of here, NFL. <laughs> get your shit together. My TV's fine. <laughs> get your shit together. Get all your shit. Put it in a little bag. Take it to the shit store. Put it in together. the shit museum. <laughs> together. Just get your shit together. Okay, so... Like I said before, we are the IDP guys. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Um, like I said, it helps uh, other people find us. Also, uh, watch us on Periscope, and you can submit your questions to us in live time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in time. And we will answer them on the show, but please keep it to IDP questions. Um, like I said, there's plenty of guys out there that do um, lineup, lineup questions, you. Yeah. you know, offensive stuff. And, you know, it, one of those guys is Kurt uh, at Mr. Easy Street um, on Twitter. Uh, we had him on last week, and uh, he is a great resource for offensive stuff. And, um, but if you have defensive questions, please contact us. We are willing to to answer those. Um, and one way to contact us uh, would be on Twitter or Facebook. So on Twitter is at IDP guys or Facebook, facebook.com slash IDP guys. There goes my pen. Um, individually, John is at orangeman3142. Uh, he, he has a very entertaining Twitter um, <laughs> just putting it out there. And if you have any issues with uh, having to, you know, seeing an image and clicking and it telling you to zoom in and zoom in and zoom in. <laughs> it's probably a wiener. It's probably a wiener. So uh, just just to warn you. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> I, got, I got Nate with a great one last week. Oh, it looks this. like it was like a it looked like a bug on someone's hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I sent him the text. What kind of bug is that? And he keeps zooming in. And it's just like this hidden wiener. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I had just gotten home and I'm like, why are you texting me? I, I'm standing in front of you. And then I look and then I zoom 
And I'm like, that's a weird bug. And then I zoom again. What? What is that? <laughs> oh my god, that is eight inches of black meat. <laughs> but so uh, Sean is at Lanny one nine two five. I'm sure his Twitter isn't as. Uh, entertaining <laughs> but he is I a good follow <laughs> he is a good follow um and myself at nate cheat um i like to troll so uh if you had any issue with that non-catch um then you probably don't want to follow me but if you are entertained by you know poking fun at people uh definitely follow me as well as if you like the lines or the pats because I write bef- right for both. Uh, Sean, do you do lineup questions ever? I mean, I will. There I'm you never, go. Uh, never asked for them, but I will. <laughs> well, there you go. Sean is ready and you, waiting. You heard it here first. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's talk uh, Saturday matchups. This coming up Saturday matchups. Uh, yep, we got two games on Saturday. Uh, Colts at Ravens is the early game, and Vikings at Packers is the late game. Uh, I'm going to say Ravens win. Uh, I don't know if they cover. It's a big spread. It's 13 and a half. Um, and I'm going to say Packers win. That's an even point spread. Um, yeah, Rodgers, uh, he was just rusty last week. Uh, and, and Minnesota's good, but I don't know. Rodgers is Rodgers. That's what I got. Mm. You, you can go for a shot. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Ravens Packers. I do not think that the Ravens cover 13. Um, I think the Packers obviously win with zero, though. But uh, but yeah, I don't think the Ravens are gonna have enough offensive firepower to put up 13 more points than the Colts. Do they need it on all on offense? I mean, I could see a couple defensive touchdowns there. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but... that, I mean, that's possible. I'm not banking on it, though. True. <laughs> right. True. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go Ravens for sure. I don't know about that Minnesota Packers game. Um, I'm going to side with Minnesota on this. <laughs> I don't like anybody going to Lambeau with a healthy Rodgers. Mm, yeah, it's never easy. But uh, yeah, I mean, Minnesota has been great this year. We'll see. But I mean, see he's healthy-ish. That they were talking about, you know, that uh, injury he had was a twelve-week injury, and he came back in seven weeks. So, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll take I'll take half dead Rogers over most people. So true, true. No, no. I mean, yeah. it, it should be a good game. Um, I'm just I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota won. But right. I, I, yeah, I hear you. Definitely. Um, all right, real quick, some some Vegas stuff for you. Uh, we did nail last week's Johnny the Greek. Uh, Patriots minus two at Pittsburgh. Thank God, that was rather close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last second touchdown to put him up three did the job. And then, uh, of course, the shenanigans with the non-catch catch uh, was enough to finish it. So uh, so you're welcome for the next kid being in college. That's right. You can buy a mountain to crack with everything you won last week. Oh, speaking of uh, bets and investments, we were talking about Bitcoin earlier. Yeah. I put a $50 bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl the other day. So Nice. Putting your money where your mouth is. That's it. Three to three to one odds, $150 payout. Um, and I'll probably hedge that if they get there. So it'll be good either way. Nice. Um, but anyway, this week I'm going to say uh, Steelers at Texans somehow is even right now. I don't know why that is, but go, go quickly. That's outrageous. Yeah, go quickly. Go very quickly. Uh, I mean, bye, 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 b
Yeah, exactly. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, sure, Antonio Brown's out, but it's the Steelers at the Texans. And right. And do we do we even know if if uh, Savage is going to be back or is he going to be still injured this week? Like, I don't even know. I don't even think it matters to be honest. Um, Steelers are going to murder him. So there, there you go. <laughs> Let me show you what the turkey hole is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, we want to do DFS or Survivor. Um, let's do DFS this week. Okay. Uh, Sean, you want to go? Yeah, I'll take uh, New England versus Buffalo. Um, I think that Belichick versus Tyrod, like I said earlier, is just scary. Mm. Um, and I think that New England's offense might be good enough to blow them out so bad that Peterman goes in the game. Oh, Jesus, that would be that would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for yeah. you if you get the, the Patriots uh, defense, though, in DFS. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, what about your name? Uh, I'm going Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, shit. Who are they playing again? Uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah. Uh, do I have to explain that one? No, no. I don't think so. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, Pitts, Pittsburgh held the, the Patriots to 27, which is, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was, nine, you know, uh, what was it? Nine, yeah, it was 19 until the last minute there. So they did a pretty good job. Um, sure, missing Shazier sucks, but uh, the Texans, uh, they got offensive yeah. issues. That's How about sure. uh, uh, Shazier big in the stadium? Oh, that was nice. It was nice yeah. to see him upright and alive. Waving, yeah. using his extremities. Right, right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. And Steelers shouldn't be as expensive this week, I don't think either. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers uh, versus the Jets. Uh, McCown broke his hand, so it'll be Bryce Petty, I believe, mm. for the Jets. Uh, Chargers pass rush is great. Um, Desmond King's been playing really well. Ingram and Bosa are a terrific combo. Uh, they they should shut down the Jets offense pretty handily. And that just leaves Survivor. Yeah. Well, I'll go first on Survivor. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville over the 49ers uh, because Jacksonville's defense is amazing. I don't really like Bortles, but he's been doing it. And while Garoppolo is being a better quarterback than we've seen in the in uh, San Fran for San a while. France, yeah. Yeah. For a while. I don't think he's going to be able to make it over Jacksonville. Yeah, no, that's that's probably pretty solid, I would think. Um, I'll take Rams over Titans. Um, Rams are just clicking on all cylinders. Titans won't have enough firepower to keep up with them. Uh, what'd you get, Sean? I'm taking Panthers over Buccaneers, which we'll we'll see how the Buccaneers do tonight. But they don't look good, and Panthers' offense looks really good. Buccaneers' defense is terrible, so. That doesn't add up to a Buccaneers win. Yeah, Atlanta's up seven zip in the first seven minutes. So yeah. Oh boy. Who scored for them? Uh, it was a Matt Ryan touchdown pass to I think Taylor Gabriel. Okay. God damn it. Th- God damn it. I think. I think uh, it was. It was not Jones. It was not Sanu. All oh. I know is that Peyton Barber is currently outscoring Julio Jones. Ooh. Oh boy. That's not uh, good. As long as Devontae Freeman doesn't put up. Uh, Eight fumbles, I should Eight be fumbles. good. Yeah, you know, right. is that close to negative forty points? I don't even know how much that would be. But no, you probably, you probably I need think like you'd 20, need twenty fumbles, fumbles. Yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, thanks everyone for listening in to our twenty-second episode. Uh, make sure if you're seeing this anywhere, comment below. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like, 
all of the things. Um, also, you can say all the things on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at IDP guys. Facebook is facebook.com slash IDP guys individually at orange man, three, one, four, two, uh, at Lanny one, nine, two, five, as well as I am at Nate cheat, uh, find us on iTunes, Google play stitcher, subscribe, give us a, give us a five-star review, make sure and check out our periscope. Also, if you want to call into the show, uh, Skype is IDP guys and directly is 313-986-1473 and there it is i'm out of i'm out of booze for the night this kind of sucks <laughs> go to the liquor store blue laws bro what the uh, fuck what wait, the fuck no, you got, we got time, we got time. We got uh nine ten o'clock yeah it's 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 a it's, pretty shitty state we live in we didn't even have any legal weed yet either this blows oh yeah I know. Yeah. Hey, good, good luck in the finals to everyone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>